Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, like always, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that group consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, that's me over here off the screen. And Micah. Uh, I don't think they programmed this response in. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2022 American science fiction horror film Megan. She's more than a toy, she's family. It's like Olive Garden. <laughs> it's more than a toy, it's family. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 289 of this illustrious podcast, and it's chapter two of our month of doll-related horror movies. So when we were thinking up movies and just going through the actually pretty big catalog of doll-related things, there's a couple that are crazy old and I remember seeing and you know you got, always got the child's play and those movies like that it kind of hit us that there was spoiler an absolute banger of a movie that came out recently and it's right up the alley of a doll but then it brings in the whole uncanny valley so for people that don't know what that means there is a actual chart a level of something that doesn't look human and it's cool and then the closer you get to making it look realistic and actually like a living thing, there's a spot where just our eyes look at it and we know it's not real, but it is and it bothers us. There's actually an absolute level. There are scary movies where they try their best to get close to this uncanny level and because they just want people to feel weird about things. There's tons of movies where I just remember like, that's not real. But man, it's making me really upset looking at it. In the Chippendale movie, there was a whole town with the uncanny, uh, I can't remember the name of the town, but everything was all like realish. And they were like, Ugh, you're weird looking now. <laughs> but no. The- yeah, because it was like all the early 2000s video games and stuff where they were trying to make things look yeah. real- realistic. But it was graphics of like 2002. Yeah. So everything looked kind of jank. Yeah, it's all bothering and stuff. <laughs> that Seth Rogen like Viking. <laughs> yeah. Look all fucked up. Yeah, his eyes were like looking all different directions because they didn't know how to use do eyes right. Yeah. Stuff like that. So for the uninitiated, we are going to review Megan. And so Megan, so for the uninitiated, we are reviewing Megan. So this is a story about a future a potentially super popular doll it's the the test subject and its journey to be hell i guess it wants to just be its own person kind of it's a real boy or yeah girl in this case yeah so honestly it's it's a doll that becomes very aware of itself and it realizes that uh they don't have to put up with anybody's shit anymore well it follows its prime directive because 
you have to be very, 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 very explicit when giving directions to AI as it turns out. Yes. As anyone who has fucked with chat GPT or any like AI anything ever, like you can't just say, oh yeah, I would like a black Charizard or whatever. Like you've got to be very specific. Like this color eyes and this color face and this color and this color. Like you got to be very specific to get what you want. And they were not specific in this movie when they made Megan. We're not specific enough. Yeah. So Katie, what did you think about Megan? The concept was really cool. I think the execution was really cool. Um, I did not enjoy anybody in this movie it was hard to like root for anyone to be to win because everybody in this fucking film sucked so (laughs) i like it was good and the doll was the doll did its job the doll was creepy and murderous and wonderful but the cast was just a train wreck micah yeah i agree um i i definitely liked this movie uh, very loose on the science part of the science fiction, but I I really enjoyed how they stayed super consistent with the CGI movement style that they put in uh, on Megan. Like I'm I'm assuming there was a real person that was acting yes. that out, and then they just like overdubbed some CGI to make it look more robotic and animated. And I thought it was. There were points in time where it was like, yeah, that's that's not close CGI. And then sometimes where it's like, okay, that made the movement super creepy. Let's go. Um, I want more robot fights. Just like I want more more monster fights. Godzilla movies. I want, I want more monster on monster action. Science fiction movies. I want more robot on robot action. And fighting, not the other thing. <laughs> oh my. Gross. Emma. <laughs> Well, I'm really glad it didn't have any robot on robot action because that would have been special. Um, no, I I agree. I mean, the movie was good. I got into it. I thought the concept was great. There were some very, very terrifying potential situations in this movie that had me a little fucked up. Um, but no, I really agree. Like none of the characters really made me like thrilled or anything the parents were terrible the aunt was terrible the little girl is like borderline sociopath just there was a lot but yeah it was a good movie i had a good time with it i said oh my fuck plenty of times during that movie so it did its job (laughs) so short answer i loved it long answer there were some things that they needed to change story-wise like everyone has said already just about everybody in this movie was very careless and stupid but they needed to be careless and stupid to make the story happen there were lots of things if that if, if they just did the right correct steps we wouldn't have this movie so i i had to just kind of let some things go i'm like that was really dumb of you and you're a really smart person you made artificial intelligence but you didn't think about putting up like blocks so the thing just won't surf the internet when it feels like it i didn't have time yeah <laughs> that, that's mind-blowing to me it's so silly and weird but i very much enjoyed this movie and spoilers i get why it made a lot of money it is the right combination of cheesy and graphic and violent and scary that 
a lot of people that maybe don't watch a lot of horror movies, they would get into this movie and be like, dang, that was really, really cool. And it, there's enough meat on the bones for people that watch a lot of scary movies be like, okay, that was pretty cool. You know, it had some problems, but it was fun. Once again, this is one of those gateway scary movies. This is this is something that you would show somebody that's not big on scary movies, you know? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it it's fun. I I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, once again, another spoiler, they're coming out with a sequel instantly. They're already working on it. Uh, probably not right now because writer's strike and stuff, but they instantly greenlit a sequel to this movie. So we are going to get probably more than two movies with Megan. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a whole franchise. Yeah, and other things like that. Uh, once again, another movie that was helped along by James Wan. And I don't know if this whole month is going to be just James Wan, like produced films, but dadgummit, this is another one. So that's why it kind of has some pretty good scares. I don't think it has the level of scares like Insidious or Annabelle, like the elevator scene, but there were still some solid spots in this. And I just, I, it's fun. And man, it's just the face of this doll is so creepy. It just bothers me. When you look at it, people in the movie, when they see the thing for the first time, they're like, oh, oh, my God. Like, everyone grimaces because it's just so weird looking, you know? Uh, but no, I, I love this movie. But yeah, everybody sucks in this movie. <laughs> uh, but hey, what are you going to do? Like I said, if you follow things the right way, it wouldn't be a movie. So we're going to get through this real quick. It's a pretty simple story, but... Uh, a lot of tongue-in-cheek moments, a lot of musical numbers in this, and and a dance sequence. So, uh, like I said, it, it's a very campy movie. So, we open with a commercial for a toy. So, I guess this is like this world's Furby. And Furbies were very popular back in the day. If you don't know what a Furby is, honestly, the per- perpetual pet that they show it's like an upgraded Furby. It could talk. Uh, I, did they fart? Yeah. They pooped. Yeah, making sounds and shit. Like, that's that's a Furby, honestly. I don't understand the, why do they have cameras in it and what parent was like, yeah, you know what I want for my fucking kid? A Furby with a camera in it. It's... One, that can watch my child undress and put that shit on the internet. Once again. What the fuck? Also, don't forget about Funzo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, fucking Funzo. Deep cut. <laughs> it's a very deep cut. <laughs> but we learned that perpetual pet, it, it could do anything. And it's better than a real pet because they die. And the perpetual pet will live longer than you. And I was like, oh my God. That's horrific. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very campy, funny line. But then I, you think about it, like, Jesus, that's a terrible thing to sing about. But Hey, what are you gonna do? So we zoom out and we meet up with Katie, K A D C A D Y. So close to Katie's name. Just like I said months ago, there's so many Katie's in horror. Hmm. But anyway. What what are you what are you, some kind of mean girl or something? Right. (laughs) Katie Heron, you know. Caddy Heron. Caddy. So we meet up with Katie. And she's an eight-year-old gal, and she's got a perpetual pet, and that thing is loud as fuck in the back seat. And her parents, they are 
they're going going on a ski trip, I believe. Yeah, they're driving to a ski trip. And they are all in the snow, and they didn't feel that they needed to put chains on their tires. If, they're idiots. Yeah, so they're just they're slipping and sliding on the road. It's completely white, so I guess a storm is happening, and they stopped the car. I, I will say that is some of the worst CGI snow I've ever seen in my entire life. That 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 scene was was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so they stop in the middle of the road, and they tell Katie to turn out a perpetual pet because it's just like yelling in the back seat, farting and shit. And they realize like, hey, we got to get out of the middle of the road. Maybe let's park to the side and wait for like a snowplow to go by. Uh, they don't have to wait because Mr. Plow plows right into him. <laughs> that name again is, is Mr. Mr. Plow. <laughs> so we meet up with Gemma. And so that is Katie's aunt. And she's the one that got her the perpetual pet because she works for the company. Funky. Funky toys. Funky. Funky toys. <laughs> so we meet up with Gemma and her and her crew they're working, well, they're supposed to be working on a cheaper version of a perpetual pet because a competitor made a cheap Furby that does everything theirs does, but it's cheaper. And that's what happens in, in business. He's like, oh, Micah's store does this. Come over here. It's 20 bucks cheaper. They're like, oh, let's go over there. <laughs> so Gemma's mindset is, well, we don't have to like lower ourselves price wise. Let's just make something awesome that they can't copy. And so her boss, David, is like, well, what do you got, Gemma? He's not that inquisitive. He really is mad at her. But she unveils Megan, Model 3 generative Android. And it is, they just got the face. So it's like this like skin mask, mask that they put on. And they actually start putting Megan through the paces and it's talking, it's being snarky, it's doing good. Oh shit, its face is melting. So they forgot to add just some layer of something on the inside of the face. And it's all just like oozing, like it's having a stroke. <laughs> it's having a stroke. <laughs> and so David is pissed because he's like, cool, you've been working on this. How much money did this cost? I told you to work on a perpetual pet. Dadgummit. And he's like, I want my key to work on the door, goddammit. And he's kicking stuff. He's a very mad person. So Gemma gets a call on her phone from the hospital. She meets up and discovers that her sister is gone. Yes, her sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to make sure it wasn't the brother. Her sister's gone, and she is now the legal guardian, for now, of Katie. It's, it, <laughs> it, it's funny to see people, when they're used to a certain way of living, when that changes instantly, some people adapt and some people cannot get past the first step. When Katie gets to her home, she's like reaching out for toys on the wall. It's not toys, it's collectibles. And Aunt Gemma's like, yeah, don't, don't touch them. They're not toys. And Katie just kind of puts her hands in her pockets after a while. Uh, this is not a home for a child. And yeah, it's very... She's not being mean to the, the little girl. She just doesn't know how to deal with a child. And that's understandable. But she very much has a life and it wasn't supposed to have a kid in it. <laughs> so Jim and Katie, they they do a lot of struggling to try to find some type of connection or something they can relate to. And Katie finds one of Jimma's 
earlier projects, his name is Bruce, and he is a gig- fucking gigantic robot, and it's controlled by sweet-ass gloves that you have to punch to turn on. That's, that's the ty- type of toy I want. I want to use that and fight another robot, you know? <laughs> Hopefully Bruce gets in a fight later. I mean, you can kind of do that right now with an Oculus. Yeah, yeah. But Virtual I want, fighting. But I want, like, a legit robot just, like, punching something. Oh, yeah, you want to blow millions of dollars yeah. in one punch? Yeah. <laughs> Catch no on fuck, fire and shit. No fucking way Gemma <laughs> made that shit in college. Bitch was eating rice and top ramen and was able to make a fucking million dollar robot. Get the fuck out of here. I believe. Two grains of rice per day with one ounce <laughs> of freaking ramen seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> a little sprinkle. Uh, I believe it because we have a sweet ass montage of time that goes by and Gemma with inspiration from Katie finishes the Megan project. Because Katie's like, man, if I had a toy like Bruce, I would never want another toy ever. I mean, yes, <laughs> but she's able to complete Megan because she's secretly funneling funds from her fucking company, her toy company that makes all these parts, like a bunch of the parts that Megan's already made out of. So she's taken like a switchboard from a Furby and a this from a this and a this from a this. Like these are not all weird requests for someone who works in robotics at a robotics company, like in the robotics department of a company. Sure, why not? But the fact that she fucking made that shit in her dorm room, like with a hot plate, get the fuck out of here. She was probably in some type of warehouse or something doing it, but I understand what you Either mean. Either way, that school would have owned that property. It wouldn't be in her fucking basement. There's a hot plate. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gemma made this in her bathroom with a box of scraps <laughs> and a hot plate. <laughs> so getting me distracted, y'all. I'm sorry, I'm upset. <laughs> There's no way that bitch would have had that shit in her garage. The university would have sued the fuck out of her. So Gemma, she finishes the prototype, hooray! And she has it pair up with Katie because the only way that Gemma or that the AI Megan will get more and more creepily human is by, I don't know, hanging out with a human all day. Learning. Yeah, learning. And, that's what we want. And uh, fuck it, connect that bad boy to the internet. There's a lot of things you can learn God. on the internet. Lots of stuff. <laughs> Dear God. So they have a nice little show. <clears throat> and they show David, the boss, Megan. And Megan talks with Katie. And they go over how Katie is worried that she's going to forget her mom and, you know, memories and things like that. Really sad shit. No, that was later. Sorry. What did they talk about the first time? Oh, I got it. Okay. So David is shown Megan actually hanging out with Katie and Megan like sits over at a, at a table and draws a picture, but it's like super fast. And it's like a fax machine. You know, she like starts on the, the Y plane and goes to the X plane and the page is blank. And Katie's like, but, but you didn't draw anything. And then Megan spills some water. And they're like, dumb robot. And then this painting, this actual fucking painting of Katie appears. And Megan's like, hee hee, I did this. And they're like, what? <laughs> How did you do that so fast? She's like, oh yeah, you're a robot. Still impossible. But that's cool you did that picture. <laughs> Still impossible, but fuck it. So David is freaking out. And he's like, if we can bring this up to our boss, we will get the money for this. 
he's a bit of an emotional person. So we have to show him some sweet ass. I don't know. You, you got to come up with some type of show for him. But if he says yes to this, what he said, he said, we're going to kick what Mattel in the dick or Hasbro. One of those companies. Hasbro. Got, I think yeah. he's Hasbro. He's going to punch, punch him right in the dick or kick him right in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> so we see at this point that, well, Gemma's friends or well, Tess and Cole, they're starting to starting to have a little bit of concerns about Katie and Megan together. They think it's cool that, you know, Katie has a friend, but Tess is like, so wait, you want Megan to be able to do everything that a parent usually does? It's like, well, yeah. It's like, well, if, if Megan's doing that, then the parents have more time to do other stuff. It's like, but in that the kind of the, the parent's job and wouldn't you be putting so much pressure on that doll that you're kind of making them the parent? Nah, shut up, Tess. <laughs> you're thinking too much into this. This is literally it, what people are doing right now using YouTube and their nannies. Yeah. So it's like, you're crazy, Tess. It's all good. This doll's not going to get big britches and try to do anything crazy. I don't need to raise this kid that's my kid now. Nah. <laughs> so we learned that Megan did not turn herself off. There are moments in this movie early in the movie where Gemma is turning her off to talk to Katie and Megan just kind of closed her eyes. I thought for even from the beginning, she's like, she's not turning herself off. She's like, power down. It's like, okay, okay, I'm still listening. And Megan actually has some questions about Katie's family and what is death? Will I die? And it's like, oh shit. Like, I don't like when robots too smart. I don't like when robots start talking like this. So too smart, too smart. Back out, back out. Instantly, Megan is already thinking about her mortality and things like that. So Gemma immediately fucked up not putting the fucking uh kids lock on her Google. Like Gemma, you know, this bitch should only have access to like YouTube kids and protected websites. She doesn't need to see the internet. So, and yeah, like what Katie just said, that's kind of the issue. Gemma, in her expedience to make this prototype ready, she didn't block the internet. And Megan is a very young and new thing that wants to learn about the world. So she instantly just takes it upon herself to search for things online. The second that people don't give her answers to stuff like, hey, what happened to Katie's parents? Uh, I don't think you should be worried. Oh, okay. I'll just go to Google. And like, I'll look for it myself. You don't right? want to tell me instantly. I know I'll her do name. It. I'll just figure it out. And yeah. And I honestly, after that moment, anytime Megan's probably sitting quietly, she's probably just on the internet looking at stuff, just searching, learning. Uh, quick aside, there was a AI on Twitter and it's like, hey, this, this, this AI is going to learn from you guys. The people and I can't remember how many hours it took, but then the AI was starting to say that the Holocaust wasn't real and other wild shit. It got super racist because of just the world, the world talking to the AI and things that it could look up. And it's like, well, got to turn that off. There's like a bunch of different things where people have created AI and they're like, they just let the AI do its thing and learn. And it just starts learning from the internet. And immediately it's like, nope, kill myself. I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like the robots are like, nah. Yeah, it's no thanks. It's bad when you don't put restrictions. 
just look up stuff and unfortunately on the internet a lot more bad stuff than good stuff on the internet oh dear god yeah unfortunately hopefully they sort that shit out because literally not being able to decipher between a blog and someone's opinion and actual like fact (laughs) is gonna be a big problem yeah it's very scary so Gemma makes sure that Megan knows her job and that is to protect Katie. And it's like, stop anything that's a threat from getting to Katie. That is your job. And she's like, okie dokie. God, like a fucking CIA agent. Yeah. And Megan says that Gemma is the second person uh, connected to her. Like a secondary parent, I suppose. But Katie is the number one priority. Nothing happens to her. So we see that Gemma's next door neighbor, she has a dog and it's a really shitty dog and there's a hole in the gate and the dog just gets through and it feels like it so as megan is looking for an arrow that katie shot i guess across the gate megan starts getting bit by this dog and the dog is going in on megan like bites the back of her neck like that dog's trying to kill her if that was a real person they'd probably be dead but katie comes to help out and she gets bit oh no and at this point, like you can see it in Megan's face. Megan's like, "Hey, that thing bit bit the girl." That thing said that oh, moment, bitch. freaking Katie's face and that scream. Oh, mother's worst nightmare. Yeah, I had like an unhinged reaction to that. That dog bit the shit out of her too. Yeah, Jesus. Yep. Yeah, that dog was really going for it, man. I was like, well, sorry, pup. <laughs> You're not going to be in Megan, too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so we see later on in the night, we hear the dog's mom's voice. But it sounds kind of weird. Sounds digital. And I was like, oh, my God. And calls for the dog to come on over. Come on over, puppy. And then whoop, dog gets snatched up <laughs> through the gate. That dog's gone. <laughs> that voice thing is the scariest shit because that we're experiencing that right now artists are like don't fucking make ai make shit that sounds like me or i will sue the shit out of you we are already having this issue so we're not that far off from just fucking computers like hey make uh sylvester stallone stay, say this and it's just like a fucking wild shit like, yeah it's bad it is bad so at this point, Gemma, she's starting to understand that Katie's having a really unhealthy relationship with Megan. She's starting to see it a little bit. And so she says that, hey, Katie, you should probably like be around other kids and not just a talking robotic doll your whole day. And uh, there's this really cool school that's a little different for, I think she says like different kids, you know, and you should go there. And she's like, well, can Megan come? It's like, no. And she starts getting heated and loud. Megan has to have fucking tests done. Yeah, we can't just have this like million, probably more than a million dollar doll just out in the streets. But Gemma has to do as much as much as I really wanted to hate Katie's just absolute blatantness. It's like, well, she did just lose her parents and she's not dealing with it. So you can't really. It's like, but I. Fine, I believe it. I want to. I don't want to like it, but I believe it. It's a believable reaction to a child her age. Well, the other problem is Gemma doesn't fucking know how to deal with 
children. So she doesn't present it in a way that Katie would be receptive to at all. Like you don't say, oh, Megan is, there's a problem with Megan because Katie doesn't see a problem and I need to run these tests. No, just be like, yeah, Megan needs a checkup. She has to go to the doctor and tomorrow you're going to go to the doctor and that's what we're going to do. She's fucking eight. Like, no, it's just a mess. <laughs> so the first day at the special school, hooray. It looks like they're outside learning about bugs and different types of flora and fauna. That's a pretty sweet ass school. Unfortunately, Katie, she gets teamed up with a boy named Brandon, and boy, is he a piece of shit. So, <laughs> yeah, that kid fucking sucked. Yep. Yeah. And yep. instantly, Katie is bullied by Brandon. Uh, another kid was like, I don't want to work with Brandon. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, Katie, you're new. You don't understand why this kid's a piece of shit. You'll work with this kid. They go into the woods, and Brandon, like, squeezes a, oh, I forgot what type of plant it was. Something spiky. It was a spiky ball thing. Yeah, some spiky little plant in Katie's hand. And like she's a cactus almost. Yeah, and she screams. And because then why wouldn't you? Yeah. She's eight. And then we see Megan pop up. And Brandon's like, hey, that's a real creepy ass doll. Uh, does it talk? Is and, that yours? Yeah. And Katie's like, uh, she, she won't no. play with you. She always, you know, she's supposed to just play with me. Brandon's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna be an asshole. Picks up megan and drags her to somewhere else and starts taking her shoes off and then megan grabs that was a really weird moment like what are you trying to do with this doll little kid you're fucking gross yeah they didn't know what they wanted to do so megan grabs his ear and pulls the ever-living shit out of his ear it was hilarious i loved it and then rips it off and brandon starts running away and then megan goes into sport mode and runs like a dog on the ground that's how you go faster like a cheetah she had speed lines on her just so <laughs> she makes well causes brandon to slip down a hill and then he gets ran over by a vehicle well going fucking fast done and done i guess <laughs> i guess i saved the day <laughs> so it's don't touch my child so there's a moment where kind of megan and katie kind of look at each other and it's like well okay I really don't know how much Katie saw or if she just saw Megan chase him off. I don't think she saw him get hit by the car or that Megan was the cause of it. I don't think she saw it, but she knew that Megan was there and helped her. I know she saw that part of it. So later that night, we see that Katie has a question and she asked Megan, like, is Brandon like, oh, because Gemma says that Brandon's in a better place now. And so the second she leaves the room and Katie's like, is that true, Megan? Like, is he there? And, and Megan's like, it's not real. <laughs> not that, that it's not real, that if Brandon is anywhere, he's definitely not in the better place. Yeah. She was like, no, nah, that bitch is in hell. Yeah, that shit ain't real. Uh, I, I forgot. Around this point, the next door neighbor is rightly, rightly so blaming Gemma's home for her dog being missing it makes sense honestly and then the uh -huh. lady is like hey that creepy new girl just keeps looking out the window late at night she probably did something to my dog yes you are right <laughs> but you have no evidence except for the creepy person looking out the window all night but yes so 
we see that the lady, her name is Celia. Celia is searching up and down the street at night, looking for a dog, got a little bowl in her hand, and she hears some, some movement and some sounds of something jiggling, and she hears like a dog. She's like, hey, my dog's a, he's in this weird little garage. Sweet, I'll go in here. It's not a dog, it's Megan. And she pulls out, I don't know how much she pumped the shit out of this like like insecticide, like spray, like backpack thing, but it knocks this lady off her feet and then it starts was her power washer. Yes. And then just starts spraying her in the face, like peeling skin off. And she probably just sat there for a while and just, just did it. It's like, never go. <laughs> uh yeah. Also, I do have to say something about this. Why the fuck did everybody, even the, the cops, say, like, oh, you should really fix your fence? And it's like, hello, it's a fence between two properties. That's on both parties. And she's the yeah. one with the dog. So that was probably her shit. So this, the whole scene with the dog is a fucking just atrocity because that's not how any of that shit would have happened in real life. It was just such a big setup for something to happen. And I mean, it was it's a wild ride when stuff actually happened, but it was just a big setup, a really, really really drawn out setup <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Gemma, she's starting to she's starting to think that megan probably is involved with some part of all this madness around her because people just keep dying around them or going missing probably dead so Gemma checks checks megan's video logs and oh look at that they're all corrupted it's like cool cool so they just all went out all the times that you were probably by yourself doing stuff. We can't figure out where you were. That That's reasonable, I suppose. <laughs> and we see that Megan is just like up at night, just watching Gemma. And they start talking and uh, Megan's starting to get a little like just bass in her voice and starting to talk like a people. And Gemma's like, I don't like this at all. And tricks her with a pen. She's like, hey, look at this pen to get the cameras to like zoom in on the pen. And presses a little power off button behind her ear. And the next day, Katie is super beside herself because Gemma has wrapped Megan up in plastic wrap. And she's like, I got to we got to check on this doll. Something's happening. She's like, what's wrong with Megan? And like is kicking the seat and screaming. And Katie, like I said, she has has some unhealthy fixations with the doll. And that's what happens. You know, she just lost her parents. Gemma didn't want to be the, the next parent. She put it onto the doll. So now the doll's gone. Uh, she is super upset about this. Like I said, I, I get it. It's a very weird situation. So at the lab, Tess, Cole, and Gemma, uh, they are trying to fix her. And it's really weird. Like, they don't understand why she just is just doing things on her own. And she's starting to, like, not turn off properly. Like I said before, she probably started doing this early in the movie where it's like power down. It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> just close the eyes. Like I'm, I'm still on. I'm, I don't want to turn myself off. It's starting to get weird. So Gemma, she like starts to apologize. She's starting to understand how this whole situation is getting really, really bad, you know? And she kind of apologizes for not being there for Katie and saying that like, all of this is just like, like a distraction and not a real solution. I'm sorry. And I want to get better at this. Just we need to get past this, this viewing that our boss does. Uh, can you be good till then? And then after that, 
we'll be the best family ever. But I just need you and, and Megan to like show my boss what's up. Okay. And I was like, oh, you're not that good of a person. <laughs> so after Megan and Katie have another really touching moment where Megan actually records one of Katie's memories of her mom freaking out because of a roach in a in a lunch bag, then Megan sings, was it Titanium? I don't remember. Yes, it was. Yeah, she so I don't know if the music that was playing behind Megan was coming out of her. I'd like to think that it did have back backing, like musical backing to it and not just for us, but she sings a pretty nice version of Titanium. So I guess she like went online and was like, oh, these these words work perfectly for this moment. <laughs> and the investor, he's like, that's fucking cool. Like, is it ready to go? And Gemma's like, oh, we need to do a little bit more testing. In her head, she's like, this thing probably killed somebody. But, you know, I got to work some stuff out. But it should be ready for Christmas time. And he's like, yeah, we need to do this. Like, this is going to be big. Stupid big. <laughs> so at this point, Gemma, she talks to Tess and Cole and tells them that, hey, I need you guys to, like, go over this. And honestly, we might need to just kind of terminate this and maybe start over or something but megan's starting to get a little too weird right now and then they kind of agree so tess and cole they have megan um strapped up in like uh their work station and Gemma takes katie home and she decides that her job isn't more important than katie hooray that's a face turn if i ever saw one and so as they're driving off, Gemma calls Tess and tells her like, hey, I'm not going to be there for the presentation or whatever, but just tell him like, I don't know, tell him whatever you need to say and I'll back you on it. And Tess is like, yeah, that's fine. You're the boss. I'll call you later. She's not talking to Tess. She's talking to Megan. So Megan did not turn herself off and she's like, oh, they're trying to kill me. <laughs> so Megan easily gets free and what? hangs Cole like with one of the wires that was holding her up and Tess gets beat up and then she like sets the room on fire and just walks off and then turns off the fire alarm and she just starts walking down the hallway I don't, I don't know much about giant canisters exploding like that but I felt like that was the most realistic explosion because it wasn't gigantic and blowing out everything although I don't know how much was in it I don't know. It just felt more real, like not yeah. over dramatic about that explosion. Yeah. Every canister isn't like just full of gasoline and TNT. It's just flammable. It's not like, you know, it's not going to blow a hole in a wall. <laughs> so Megan is just shimmying down the hallway and she meets up with David. And David's like, what the fuck? Megan, what are you doing? And then Megan starts dancing. And David's like, that's weird. And then she pulls a paper cutter from the the block it's on so just like in the faculty megan starts chasing him down the hallway with this sharp object and david's like oh my god and he runs off and megan's right behind him the elevator opens and his assistant kurt i have to go back a little bit kurt's kind of a bad guy he copied the whole plans for megan and put it on a little hard drive and i guess he was either gonna sell the plans to another company or just hold it it's it's a weird plot point they never really go back to, but it's a way for part two. She can find the plans to get her body back, I guess. Maybe. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, not even referencing any of that. It was just like, it's got to be ready for product launch. And it's like, what's got to be ready? Where's the factory making this? Where is the, you know, usually there's some kind of like allusion to it or like a, in, a, a end of the credit scene or something where it's like, yeah. you know, like the end of Indiana Jones. There's like top men and it just <laughs> zooms out as this being put into a giant warehouse, you know, like where was that? <laughs> Yeah, maybe in part two, like maybe there was a factory starting them. We'll see. I got a feeling there's gonna be an army in the in part two. <laughs> oh yeah, there has to be. Has to be. Yeah. So Megan kills David, stabs him in his chest with the paper cutter, and then talks to Kurt and's like, "Oh yeah, your boss is an asshole. Has been yelling at you, and you stole the plans for this whole situation, and you just couldn't. You just couldn't like." stand it you can't you couldn't handle all of this he's like no i actually could handle all of this and she's like nah nah you killed him and then you killed yourself and slices his throat and then also it would have been cool to actually see what that guy was doing they kind of just like we're just like hey he's doing something shady and then it was like okay well now he's dead oh yeah oh well she said it he chickened out when she's monologuing with him right there she's like uh she says he stole the plans, but then was too chicken shit to do anything about it. He never no, like I, sent them off to anything, anyone. Well, maybe, but I think she was trying to tell him that's your story, right? That's what you're gonna tell everyone. Oh, I'm just kidding, you're dead. <laughs> that's that's the way it sounded to me. It was like, oh no, 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 this is the story that we're sticking with. And then she killed him, and it was like, wait, then what? What the hell was that scene necessary for? It really wasn't. <laughs> I guess maybe she was talking like the cops that when they see this whole situation, they're like, oh, yeah, he like killed his boss and he killed himself. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) So uh, Megan, she easily escapes the building and hops into a fancy car and drives home. Uh, Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, because AI robot child can definitely drive an AI car. So Megan confronts Gemma at home. And she's like, so, you know, you are in charge here. You're the parent, but you don't really want to be the parent. So how about this? I'll take care of Katie because I actually care about the girl. And then you can just go off and build stuff or be the, the just by yourself or whatever. And I'll handle Katie. That's my kid. And while this is happening, Katie's like, is that Megan? And Megan covers Gemma's mouth and says, if Katie comes into this room. I swear to God, I'm going to what? What? Rip your head off? I think she said, oh, yeah. she, she's like, I'm going to kill you if this little girl comes into this room right now. And it's like, oh, shit. So Gemma throws some water in Megan's face and she like short circuits. And I was like, damn, that was easy. But she, no. I said the same goddamn thing. I was like, that's all it took. <laughs> yeah i was immediately like why don't you just lure that bitch out into the sprinklers like I, I will say when she had her pinned against the table that was some of the best writing in the whole goddamn movie like i was like oh fuck this is good yeah it's it, megan like i said megan has plans and she's been working on it it's a very scary person so megan is chasing Gemma down the hallway and there's screams and katie wakes up she's like what's happening like just you we got to get out of here Megan breaks off the doorknob, which I guess locks you in. It should make it easier to get out. And later we do see her get out, but whatever. Uh, Gemma grabs 
not a chainsaw, but like a hedge trimmer. And she's trying to fight off Megan. She actually gets it on her face, but then the hair gets caught into it. And so she does a little bit of damage, but not enough to put her down. And so Katie comes into the room and Megan's like, hey, 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 buckaroo. (laughs) How's it going? And uh, she has this meter and her head's up display and it shows the emotions that the person that she's watching is going through. And there's like fear and doubt. But then it changes and she's like, yeah, I'm winning her over, even though she looks like shit, you know. But then Katie's like, there's another member of the family you didn't meet. His name is Bruce and turns on the robot and we have a robot fight. And Bruce is doing work. And Bruce actually rips Megan in half. Hooray, the fight's over. Oh, God, it's not. Fucking awesome. Finally, this was some good, good robot fight. Yep. Yep. The top half of Megan is still alive, and boy, is it pissed. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. When? When? Um. Oh my God. What's the the main girl's name? Katie, the girl, or Gemma? No, no, no not Katie. The other one. Gemma. Je- Gemma, right? When she gets pinned down by that thing, I'm like, just stand up. What does she got to weigh? Like a half a pound with only half of the body. Like that little boy picked that doll up yeah. real quick. I was like, just stand up. What the fuck? Yeah. What are you like doing? Five pounds? Letting it light put you on the ground like that. Yeah, it's all lightweight stuff in there. Probably a couple of pistons, but nothing crazy. It's like when somebody puts the plastic bag over the, the good guy's head and it's like, <laughs> nobody ever goes for the bag. <laughs> I, I can't breathe. <laughs> so Bruce goes down because he's, he's got real shitty legs and he's, you know, an old robot. So Bruce is out. Bruce is out of the game. <laughs> He's down. And Megan is choking out Gemma. And they kind of get the face ripped off of Megan. So now she's just a robot face. And the processing chip, the important piece of Megan is exposed to the world. And Katie comes in with the with the assist and stabs the chip. And Megan goes down. And Megan's dead. Hooray. So as Jim and Katie, they get out of the house, we see that Gemma's friends, so Cole and Tess, they didn't die from their uh, their meeting with Megan. Hooray. And they brought the cops. So it looks like everything is going to work out just fine. But hey, Gemma's AI, her, I guess, Alexa or something like that, turns on by itself. And the oh. camera Elsie. looks... Yes, Elsie. And then looks toward the door. Hey, that Megan's a smart one. Put her consciousness into the Elsie. So, oh, here we go with another Ultron. Yep. Uh, we are easily getting a part two, and I'm very, very, very pumped about it. So, Katie, who's your favorite character in Megan? That would be the co-developer Tess, because she was the only fucking sane person in this entire movie who was like, uh we haven't run enough testing on this. Maybe we shouldn't do this. And then later it was like, "Mm, she seems like she's learning too much. Maybe we shouldn't do this. And then again, "Mm, Jimmy, you're not being a very good parent and you're making the doll parent, the the little girl, your niece, um, get it the fuck together. Tess was fucking great. Everybody else sucked. (laughs) Micah. Yeah, I was kind of going to go with the other guy. The other co- Cole, the the other co-creator, 
he didn't Perfect. really do much of anything, which was fine because I feel like that's how I would be in that situation, just kind of sitting there as shit's going bad and like trying to interject and then not and then plausible for, deniability. Fuck you, right? <laughs> and then doing the dumb thing and unplugging her for some reason. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the one part I didn't understand. Why the fuck did he walk up and just start taking her down? Like. I like if they had explained like oh shit she's connecting to the internet I should probably disconnect this then it would yeah. have been like okay fine now now I'm now I'm with it but he just walked up and started unplugging her like wait why the fuck are you doing this why are we doing this right now yeah and then when when the doll falls over he's like ah, it did that no no thanks for that that's <laughs> just turn that yeah. bitch in airplane mode he fit he fit his role very nicely where he they didn't ask him to do too much and it just kind of fit so for lack of a better reasoning on favorite character yeah here's emma okay since everybody else said the co-creators i'm gonna go with what i wrote down which is uh the good intentions because <laughs> there were plenty but they didn't go anywhere so good job guys but they were good but they were in Potentially good, I guess. Otis. So in a movie with tons of people that make bad decisions and are very shitty, there is one shining star. There is one person in this movie that did their goddamn job from beginning to end, and that is Megan. Megan was there to protect the girl, got her through some very hard times. Dog bitter, dog's gone. Lady Sassin, the girl, lady's gone. Little boy is fucking with my girl, boy's gone. Megan out there was doing work now sure at the end of the movie megan's like hey Gemma, it's all good i'll just stab you in the head with this pen and make you comatose and then i'll take care of katie she got wild at the end i will admit but there was there was a pretty good chunk of the movie where megan was like i'm here to take care of katie and i'm gonna do it because that garbage lady in the other room's not gonna do it yeah and she put the team on her back <laughs> Her problem was she got on the internet a little too long. She had too much screen time. Yeah, yeah like that deep cut reference. Yeah. Uh, she she absolutely put like the team on her back and had a little too much internet time. And uh, yeah, it went it fell apart. But really, Megan was really trying to take care of Katie until the end where she was like, yo, you can die too. <laughs> she really didn't care at the end. She just wanted to live, you know. So Katie, who was your least favorite character? Everyone else in this movie. They like not a single fucking person in this movie was worth a damn. Gemma sucked as the aunt. Katie sucked as the little girl. Like, just the the boss sucked. The next door neighbor sucked. The parents sucked. Everybody was just like the worst human beings. This movie was just an amalgamation. Like, we just threw darts at a dartboard of all the shittiest qualities in the human species and then they made all the characters that and there was like nobody that was any good except for the two like co-creators that worked at the lab uh micah okay so i thought Gemma and katie had the most realistic roles yes obviously Gemma has zero experience with children yeah so it makes sense that she wasn't just instantly all lovey-dovey mother which makes her a phenomenal toy creator apparently well, I mean, how many people do things related to selling to kids that, that spend time with kids? They spend time. I, I know what I'm saying is they're there for the money, the profit, the, you know, the 
look, I made this cool science fair project. But I think the worst character of fucking all in this entire movie was that fucking counselor. Oh, fucking judge mental bitch right off the bat. And I went, I mean, it's so hard to believe a character when you when you do that. It's like she's supposed what to be therapist a... forces someone to open something she doesn't want to open and then forces you to do something like an eight year old. Do you want to roll this ball? Judges you for moving a child in and not having enough toys to play with and then being mad at you for having collectibles like who the fuck what in what world is that a believable rationale and then like every time Gemma would do something in front of her she would instantly roll her eyes it didn't matter what it was and just I don't know it, it when you make a movie and every character is shitty it's really hard to like follow along for too much longer because it's just like okay well everybody's shitty why do i care like megan's cool and she's she's throwing down except for i don't think ai would just instantly turn like that unless you're ultron i guess but when every character is shitty it's just okay well moving on but yeah fuck that counselor that counselor sucked yeah uh what fucking cps person comes like the day that Katie gets to the house and is immediately like, this house is unacceptable for a child. She doesn't have a room. She doesn't have any toys. She doesn't have this. Like, bitch, no shit. Her parents just died in the hospital. We walked in the door 10 minutes ago. Then, Go fuck yourself. And then it was like, she was like hired. It almost felt like she was not really a CPS person. It was just hired by the the dad's family because she's like, wait a minute. They're talking to you because I've been trying to reach them for weeks now and they haven't said shit to me. And it's like, well, yeah. what the fuck is that? And then the CPS person just kind of blows it off and moves on. And it's like, oh, so we're just going to drop that. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, I guess. <laughs> hey, you. Oh, hey, me. Um, Brandon, if I had to pick <laughs> one person because that guy the rap sheet i see in his future or what would have been his future if he didn't get hit by a fucking car that kid was headed for some really poor decisions with his life so he was really fucking terrible otis so it it's weird the the person i wrote down at first before i really thought about it i wrote Gemma. but then now that i think about it she wasn't fucking up for no reason the story had to keep going you know and there were worse people, but no, I'm still going to stay with fucking I'm going to still stay with that. I'm Jim Moore's crap in this movie. Absolutely. But at least she got better. You know, all the other bad people in this movie, they fucking died. <laughs> they didn't learn anything. I guess I guess they learned not to fuck with a doll, but they didn't learn that lesson that long because they got murdered. But yeah, at least she gets better. But just the fact that she didn't have any restrictions to the A.I., or the software and it could just do whatever it wanted that's bad that's not good and you know it caused a lot of issues let's do seven word synopsis so i have a couple my first one is creepy kid dancing in the hallway fuck that <laughs> this is what happens with artificial intelligence i am very much john connor on this subject oh uh, chat gbt uh, did this weird thing oh nope I don't like it. I don't like it. Hey, look, I made this robot come up with a commercial of the rock eating rocks. It's funny. Nah, that's weird. I don't like it. And then we're all going to be fighting robots in 10 years because you want to make a fucking video. 
I don't like it. My next one is Megan's musical interludes were cheesy but great. There's three songs that she actually sings herself: uh, "Tell Me Your Dreams," "Titanium," and "Accentuate the Positive." And that's the one she sings at the end. And Katie's like, "Fuck that! <laughs> You're dead." And then I have a 14 word synopsis, and this one blends into Child's Play because it, it just works like that. Friends to the end, Katie. You remember? This is the end, Megan. Robot fight. <laughs> uh, when we watch Child's uh, Play, that will make a lot more sense. Yep. <laughs> Say something before I throw you in the fucking fire. <laughs> Friends to the end, right, Andy? <laughs> uh, so good. Katie. Uh, like my husband over here, I also have a lot of seven word synopsis for this movie. It just lent itself really well to, yeah. to them. So my first one, absolutely reckless to make child prime authority. What the fuck, Gemma? That's the, some irresponsible whack ass shit. All right. Don't grant custody to kid hating people. Plain and simple. Like that, she had no business being in charge of that kid. That dog should have been put down immediately. Yeah, biting people, oh. yeah. The second that dog ripped that girl's skin like that, the officers would have shot it. Not a, oh, fix the hole in your fence. That dog's, nothing's going to happen to the dog. What? Are you fucking kidding me? That dog just tried to bite the whole head off of a million dollar fucking robot. And then it bit my niece's arm so bad that we had to go to the goddamn hospital. Put the dog down. Single roboticist in Seattle? Yeah. Suburbs. Right. <laughs> There's no fucking way that bitch be living in the suburbs. She would have had one story or a one like flat apartment in a high rise in Seattle. She would have so much fucking money and zero commute living in the big city. Like, no. And then <laughs> Katie knew Megan killed boy little bitch <laughs> if you see something say something katie don't cover for a fucking doll that doll was murderous and you just let it slide for like another hour bitch micah i said it earlier but and that name again is mr plow <laughs> <laughs> butts change color to show their mood Gosh, such a weird doll you know that was the uh the 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 competitor had a color changing butt yeah uh Oh, and I put Isaac Asimov is rolling in his grave. Fuck Asimov's <laughs> three. This movie said, fuck Asimov's three laws of robotics. That can take a flying leap off. Of, we didn't even consult it. So here's a robot. Emma. Megan already creepy with that quote unquote confused smirk. Oh, yeah. When they were showing those weird. emotions and he said confused and the corner of her mouth turned up, I said, nay, 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 nay. <laughs> prime directive kill the creator grabs blade yeah that doll sees straight into your soul this is horrifically yep. possible no thank you and then my alliterative auspiciously audacious abhorrent ai absolutely annihilates antagonists yeah unfortunately this there will probably be a doll at some point in our future that does these things so. and this is how we get rid of the billionaires because they're the only ones who's are going to be able to afford it for their kids if their first question is cheaper than a tesla <laughs> yeah yeah just just take out a mortgage and get the stone absolutely the fuck not so this film came out january 6 2023 no 2022 no 
<laughs> Damn it, I said it right. I wrote it right. I just doubted myself. So this film came out January 6th, 2023. Happy birthday, Otis. So what do you guys think the budget was for Megan Katie? $20 dues. Emma. Uh $15 dues. Micah. $50 dues. Jesus. 50. I understand where you were going, Micah, but this film was made for $12 dues. That explains a lot. Yeah, that that does explain a lot. (laughs) Yep. They spent all that money on that doll and the other, and Bruce the robot. And the CGI all over the doll. Yeah, and the CGI, and they were like, eh, we don't need actors. We don't need good actors. It's fine. I will say they literally that it is a weird popular movie that has all no name actors. Like that's Allison Williams is not no name, but yes, correct to to me (laughs) because I'm important. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? A hundred and fifty dollar dues. Emma. I said the same, so I'm going to go with $155 dues. Micah. $200 dues. Raise the stakes. Okay, now I actually have to count. Uh, Micah, unfortunately, you barely lost. The plus five from Emma's bet was closer than yours. So the box office was $170. Six. Actually, I can't. Yes, it is less. Okay, Jesus, man, I'm I'm off today. So, hundred and seventy six dollar dues. This movie made a lot of money. (laughs) It was very cheap to make, I guess. So the next one can't have better actors. No, I should keep it the same way. Mm, I guess. We've we've seen with with sequels when. You get a bigger budget, it can go two ways. Either it just looks better and it's awesomer, or you just you do too much, and then it's like oh, I was good, just one as good as the one where you didn't have money. So I I just don't you know I I like movies that get the money and what they deserve. I just don't want them to get too much, and they're like oh we'll just CG that, we'll just CG that, we'll just do all these things. We don't need to make a practical situation with this. Not like the first movie, you know. Yep. But yeah, it 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 should to be just fine and i think that james wan is seeing and blumhouse they understand that they probably got pretty good uh thing on their hands something they can make a trilogy out of or a universe out of yeah honestly there's enough blumhouse things they could make a universe i mean they've never said that these things aren't happening in the same world blumhouse is already involved in the annabelle universe aren't they isn't that them i can't remember if annabelle Annabelle, none, all that. Isn't that Blumhouse? Well, James Wan, I think, is the connection. I don't think that those movies are done by Blumhouse. I'm gonna find out. Yeah, because I think it's just like Halloween, The Purge. Uh, I think Quiet Place was Blumhouse. I don't know if they did these movies. Or Annabelle and Insidious and stuff. Hell, I don't know. (laughs) So, does anybody... Oh, Minority Kill Count. Uh, I got one. That's David. I think that's the only. Is it the boss? Yeah, I th- um, think it's the only person I can think of. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't really see anybody else die in the office building. Yeah, everybody else was probably white. Yeah, everybody well, else was, was white just... except David. Yeah, only like four people died. So yeah, so the number is 
354 and Tito Turtle and a house and a plane full of vampires. So does anybody have anything else to say about Megan? No, no. It was good. Go watch it. Worth your time. Did you guys watch the regular version or the unrated version? Unrated. Unrated. Yeah, same. Okay. Just making sure. I wonder what the the differences were. Like According to the in. time limit, nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's probably the number of fucks. Probably. That were said. I would have because like a rated R movie is you can say it like once or twice or something. I don't know. No PG thirteen. Oh PG thirteen. P- yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. It's probably something that they said that was just like too much. I was thinking maybe it was like the blood or something, but if they're My- both the same, then. They might have edited the scene with the kid. I, I was going to say, I can't imagine that differently. Scene with Brandon making it in theaters. Yeah, the scene with Brandon was probably like edited or shot differently, like done differently in the other version, like not showing him get hit by the car Dude. and not showing okay. his that, ear being ripped off. Him getting hit by a car was pretty goddamn violent. And like the, the shoe the f- dragging at Ooh. the end. Yeah. And, yeah. That was. That was a lot for a child murder. Like, I get that sometimes they feel the need to do it, but I, I don't know. It still doesn't do anything for me. Like, I, I don't think you need child murder on things. Like, you can you can allude to it, but you don't you don't got to do that. That was, eh. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably that. I'm never going to feel yeah. good about seeing that. It, 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 that doesn't come from, like, oh, as a father. No, it, that's that's just a, we don't need to see that. that we can we can <clears throat> allude to it and we'll move on with our lives. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about AI or chat GPT, don't tell me, but you can tweet us at AlanTempPod. We can email it at AlanTempPresents at gmail.com. Facebook at AlanTempPresents. So this is episode 289 in the books in the pocket out of sight. The music you're listening to right now, that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. The studio feeds us. Thank you so much for the artwork. So uh, we have some pretty good choices in Doll Month. We got some older movies. And honestly, you could argue one of the first big doll movie situations. And then, ooh, I can't remember the other ones, but I know we got an all-time classic and one of our first movies that Katie and I reviewed in the Halloween Spoon Thon. We're gonna we're gonna re-review it because it's good. So like And Emma's never seen it. Yeah, that too. That too. And there's some good ones in that list. <laughs> so, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we will we'll be back next week with another doll movie. Okay, bye guys. Oops. Spooky Movie Squad will return.